I keep having this horrible dream where I'm, I'm seeing into the future and there's a man in my room and he takes me into the hallway and they tie me up and they force me to listen to shitty taglines. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty taglines. <laughs> shitty, shitty taglines. I don't know what the significance of that song in this movie specifically was. It's not. You know. It's somebody who's like, yo, I got this song. Can, why do, didn't they do you mind actually use, use it? actual um, Manson song? He, he, he wouldn't release the rights. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he was like, no deal. No, no deal. deal. That shitty movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got three. That's a surprise. Okay. Based on a true story of one of the most horrific murders in history. John Bonet Ramsey? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the, which horrific murder? <laughs> I mean, there's, I feel like there's more grisom ones. I just, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, all right, one child. <laughs> the Night Stalker? <laughs> um. Witness the shocking events through the eyes of Hollywood's brightest star. No, 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 no. That's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) And Hilary Duff is Sharon Tate. What do you think will be worse for her this next year? This movie or the Lizzie McGuire reboot? Oh. Probably more than likely... This movie. Well, the Lizzie McGuire reboot had the wherewithal to stop production and may not continue. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I do love Hillary Duff. <laughs> With no reported gross and no reported budget, but what? That's just so good. <laughs> and like, Don't tell anybody. No money, no money. <laughs> but it does have a bunch of goddamn hippies. <laughs> Dead maggot dogs, gunshot wounds, brutal stabbings, digital blood baths, throat slashings, heads against fireplaces, drownings, gunshots to the face with eight deaths in total, a 2.8 on IMDb, an 8 Metacritic score, and a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 2019's The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Let's drop some bombs. I'll rip them off and rub them blind, those dirty sons of bitches. And by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to ex-women. I'm the devil. I'm here to do the devil's business. I can't talk too long. I gotta poo. This is not gonna work, you know, because I'm a Capricorn and you're fucking nuts! Because they're vampire girls. Yeah, they're vampire girls. Bounce Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. 
My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me inside the studio, as always, is... The man who wishes he was in this incident as well, Tyler Rowe. Oh, you, you wish you were murdered? Yeah, then I wouldn't have to watch this movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um... Woof. Yeah. This month has been rougher than I thought it was going to be. How rough has it been? Really rough. I think we've given one movie, or I have, given one movie higher than a Jaws 4 so far. (laughs) Well, if it... If it gets rough, then maybe you should try Johnson & Johnson's chafing medication. Johnson & Johnson. (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> That's right. It's our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ripoff extravaganza. <laughs> On KHJ. <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this movie. Uh, do you know, do you know the kind of the story behind why this movie happened? Yeah, because Quentin Tarantino said, I'm making a story about Sharon Tate. No, so it goes even a little weirder and deeper than that. Okay. So when this movie was, or when, when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was being, uh, cast. Tossed around Hollywood. Yes. Um, Hilary Duff was actually at the forefront of being cast by Quentin for the role of Sharon Tate. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she looks a lot like her, and I think that's kind of why, and also she's, uh, bes- what this, besides what this movie would have you believe, she's not a terrible actress. Right. So, and now that we've seen <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the role probably would have helped her because it's a downplayed role sure. regardless. But, um, obviously they did not go with her. <laughs> Tarantino's like, listen, she, she just wouldn't stop doing the fucking accent. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah. She wouldn't stop doing the fucking accent. I said, I didn't want a fucking accent, and she stopped doing a fucking accent. I said, listen, just do the fucking accent without. <laughs> nice feet, though. Yeah, she did have hella nice feet. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So then this movie was made, and did you read how quick this movie was made? <laughs> uh, what was it, like, a couple weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. This film was made. Now, there's a lot we're gonna touch on in this movie, but we're just gonna say it up front right now. Mm-hmm. This is everything that everyone was worried Tarantino's take on the Manson family murders was gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like totally inappropriate. Completely tasteless. This piece tasteless. of shit. I'm right here, guys, gonna tell you this is probably gonna be a quick episode, right? Okay. So, but you know what? They usually climb to the top of the goddamn charts for you guys because somehow, some way, some shape or form, you guys love Class of Nukem High Part 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown. It's a top 10. Somehow. The worst thing we ever did. So let's see if we can top that today. Uh, this, yeah, this movie cares about one thing when it comes to the Sharon Tate murders, and that's Sharon Tate being murdered. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this movie cares about one thing when accurately trying to portray it. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. She dies in this movie, and we'll get to it, but they show her being murdered three or four times. It's like the movie was like, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know, murder her? But you know what? You were saying this is going to be a short episode, but we could just... I feel like it We is. could just do what 
uh, the filmmakers of this movie did, and we'll put a bunch of it into slow-mo so it reaches feature length, because that is another thing in the trivia that said the editor had to selectively choose to put several scenes in slow motion so that the movie would hit an hour and a half. Just like molasses. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? You don't know a molasses brand? Uh, King Syrup. <laughs> there you go. You can have King Syrup. If you ever wanted a lion that was like sticky jizz, <laughs> thick, thick, sticky lion jizz, King Syrup. <laughs> King Syrup! <laughs> Is this the Batman thing lion at the end? It's me, the King Syrup guy. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Call us on the King Syrup phone. Uh, uh, do you want to get into this? Oh, just another really quick thing about how... Uh, offensive and just so fucked up to the memory of these people that actually lost their lives this movie is it's filmed in the home <laughs> the actual is it the actual home if you look up filming locations there's only one filming location and it's the whole here. house no that way. is actually the house in the actual room in the actual room get the fuck out of here no podcast is over man <laughs> can't do this yeah fuck yeah if you look it up it literally says the LCLO house mm yeah, isn't mm. that horrible? Yeah. Like, holy shit. It, it, you at least film next door at Clint Booth's. <laughs> That's not it. It's the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should get this right because we got to get into it. Damn, you fucked that up. It ain't Clint, Clint Booth. That's Rip Brad Pitt. Yeah, no, yeah. it's... <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna have DiCaprio. To... Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Is that Gilbert Grape's house? <laughs> I'm gonna stop him, Gilbert! <laughs> I'm gonna stop a hippie! He's not even Gilbert Grape. That's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking up left and right on these references. It doesn't matter because I feel like most people are like, yeah, I know. Yeah, Gilbert Grape. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I've never seen that movie. What? I've told you this. This is one of my favorite movies. Oh, man. There's a through line through a lot of my favorite movies, and it's that John C. Riley is in them. <laughs> Either that or you like people that are going full R. No. Okay, he does a good job in that movie, though, because I will tell you right now, and the listeners on here, I thought he was mentally handicapped for years. Okay. I just thought he was doing a really good job in Titanic of covering it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. I am I was a child. <laughs> you were like, can't wait to see what that Mac and Me kid does next. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a great actor. I heard he's gonna walk like Professor X in his next role. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, alright, so, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this movie starts with, uh, an interview with Sharon Tate. And I, I, because this movie is so boring, I was looking up the trivia a lot. Did you read about this? Cause this no, is I'm the- I'm glad you did. This is the hands down scariest thing about this film okay because everything that this film wants to do that's scary that's not real pales in comparison to a real thing that happened okay this movie opens with an interview with sharon tate right where she is talking to a man who's asking her have you ever had psychic experience before and she says yes and she says this quote um, she carried a load. Yeah, that's about right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, goddamn it. She talks about how 
she had a dream where she woke up and there was a strange man standing in the doorway of her home. And she got up and she followed him and he took her into the living room. They tied them up and she was murdered and all of her friends were murdered, right? Uh-huh. Sharon Tate really actually said this. This is a real quote from a real interview of hers where she well, actually said that she dreamt about what eventually actually did happen to her. You know what would have been way more powerful then? If you had actually used her actual audio of it. Yeah. And I think then I would have been kind of maybe down for this ride a little bit more. I think they did maybe in the credits because because Sharon Tate is credited in the film. So I think yeah, maybe there she's is credited in the film because they're using footage of her all over the place. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This is a real thing that she said. And I, I but they're using they're using Hillary Duff's audio. Yes. of it, And they should have used the real one because even once upon a time in Hollywood used real footage of Sharon Tate in that movie. to honor yeah. her. Yeah. Well, and, and it's crazy because Carly is very, very afraid of one specific type of thing, and it's that. It's like the Mandela effect type thing really scares her. She doesn't like seeing dead people that are, like, on film now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Dead people on film? Get ghost out. Ghost out. Gets the dead people out of your film. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're just blank. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sorry, we scrubbed the whole thing. Hello there. <laughs> you ever seen Sinister? Get Ghost out. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like. So dead I, people. I, I told her about that, about how that was a real quote, and she was like, "Hey, don't tell me about that." <laughs> She's like, "Cause we were in bed," and I was like, "That was a real quote." She was like, "Why would you say that in bed?" And I was like, "Reminds me of that dream I had." She's like, "Stop!" And then she was up for like an hour more because I scared her. Do you know what this dream I had? Go ahead. I had this dream. Because now she's going to have to listen to it again. I know, in the car. like. <laughs> so I had this dream uh, back when I was living home at home, probably about three or four years ago. I was, I was taking a nap, and I get really intense dreams when I nap, right? So I had a dream that I walked out to my screen door at my parents' house, and I went to open it to let our dog out, and someone rounded the corner and came towards the screen door as I opened it and i couldn't scream and i couldn't close the door but then i woke up right Uh uh-huh there was something so off about the dream i've remembered it since that day so then fast forward a few months i'm heading to carly's house with carly and i my parents said can you put the trash cans back on the side of the house so that's fine so as i'm doing it i'm pulling the trash cans up and i got this weird feeling and i rounded that corner and i was like Oh my god, that dream I had was me seeing myself right now in the screen door. Like, I just got this overwhelming feeling of like, I'm standing at the screen door right now uh-huh. as I round this corner. Well, were you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Carl, I said that to her last night. She's like, why would you say that? <laughs> she was like, up for an hour. Like, it, I was like, alright, good night. That's just time travel. Oh, I don't know. Like, mold- yeah, that's just time travel. Or it could be like a doppelganger. That's even scarier. Doppelganger Something- of you taking my place in my own home? Yo, I would never believe a doppelganger would want to take my place. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's sad. I'm leaving. <laughs> Yo, hell, what's wrong with you, dog? Top ramen again? Fuck that. <laughs> Yo, are you eating ramen out of a <laughs> stove top can? 
Hey, dog, I'm going to go be someone cooler, okay? <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Yo, that's just a pod in your front seat. <laughs> oh, the shit. Pot <laughs> what a sad life. Yeah, man. Just when you get a chance, I want you to tell, well, she listens to the show, but I want you to be like, yeah, I saw a little girl ghost once to Carly. And because she, she'll just be like, a little girl ghost is never a little girl. It's trying to deceive you. She's so fucking serious about that. There's one thing she's incredibly serious about with the paranormal, and it's that a little girl ghost is never a little girl. <laughs> it's always a demon. What do you think we are, Carly? What do you think? We're just, like, pedophiles? Like, <laughs> like they're mermaid ghosts? <laughs> Don't, uh-uh, little girls, uh-uh, trying to deceive you. I'm not gonna go towards a little girl. I'm not gonna go to any ghost, by the way. I will. What? Yeah. Get out of here. You wouldn't go near a ghost? Well, that's the thing is, like, this whole dream that she has, like, and the fact that she keeps dreaming about Charlie in the shadows of the office and everything throughout this movie, never am I going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to investigate it. Fuck ghost. Nah. Nope. No. Also, one thing about this movie that it's really setting you up for with the title is that there's a ghost. Also, guys, there's I'm going to no I'm going to put it out there because I'm hella upset about it. Right? We had an idea, can't do it because somebody already does it. Zach Baggins show. Oh, <laughs> really upset about it. I'm excited though, like to listen to the show. Let Let's instead you. go ghost hunting for real. Carly will leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are we even talking about ghosts? There's no ghost in this movie. There's nothing. That's the thing that pisses me off. That's what I was bringing up, is that this movie, it says The Haunting. So, okay, the first thing I do want to bring up Where's before we Theo? get Theo? Huh? huh? This is The Haunting? <laughs> wow. Where's the kid from E.T.? As an adult. He's not in The Haunting. Of Hill House, oh. <laughs> which is the same He's story. Stupid. Where's Liam Neeson? <laughs> Trying to kill someone. <laughs> oh, no, there's a... <laughs> there's a bath of blood. <laughs> I'll let you know, Ghost, I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> and he puts on an <laughs> a proton pack? Yeah, a proton pack. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you are, <laughs> but I have a very special set of skills. I got skills. slimed. Skills. <laughs> skills that to make. <laughs> skills that make ghosts like you. <laughs> like me. No people like me. A ghost like you, a nightmare. I don't know. God damn it. Why did you take my wife, ghost? <laughs> That's not him. That's usually Harrison Ford. <laughs> Get off my plane, ghost. Get off. Get off my Ecto-1. Air Force 1-2. <laughs> Lincoln's back and he's pissed. <laughs> I would watch that movie. i watch the shit out of that. Air Force 1 with a ghost Lincoln? <laughs> Hell yeah. And he's on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, get off my plane. He's actually You're like that wasn't even good, <laughs> but I'm down. It's like uh, he's actually seeking out all the descendants of John Wilkes Booth's family, like what a are Terminator. We even talking about? <laughs> We're padding out the runtime, just like this film. <laughs> so yes, she says her quote. It's very scary, and then it shows you the crime scene of. All the bodies. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, Air Force Two is coming out this summer. Oh, God, we better make Air it. Force Two. No, it's Air Force One, Two, because it's even <laughs> one, worse. One dash two or one colon two? One. No, colon. Air, Air Force One, Two, colon Lincoln's Revenge. <laughs> Can someone please Photoshop this? <laughs> like, 
Anakin's revenge. Let's make a VHS cover for it. <laughs> I'm down. Yes. But we have to use scraggly ass, doesn't care anymore, Secret Life of Pets 2, Harrison Ford on the cover. <laughs> Is he like the president helping the ghost president? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get off my plane. I can't. Ooh. Don't fly over any water. <laughs> Ghosts can't cross water. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't know. <laughs> you have to stay within the country. <laughs> the country's collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's because of the climate change. Oh, it was Bernie. Yeah, yeah. He's I it's Harrison Ford Lincoln playing now. Bernie. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a weird one. Yeah, I don't know where to go. The Harrison Ford now would just crash the plane. <laughs> we're going down. <laughs> Bring us back on track, Chewy. We're home. <laughs> That was the plane crashing, not Chewbacca right. crashing. Yeah, the that plane. wasn't. I, that's not my Chewbacca impression. That would be awful. <laughs> so, yeah, they show the crime scene. They show everyone dead outside. That it shows the date that the actual crime happened. What just happened to us? A for good, the past a good ten thing. minutes. <laughs> a good thing. Okay, more creativity than they went into the writing of this film. Damn, this I just, a- I just realized that, like, okay. One thing I have to say about this film right off from the bat is that, like, when you see four production title cards, you go, uh-oh. No, no, no. Let me let me add on to that. When you see four production cards, one of them being Saban Films. Okay, yeah. It goes Lionsgate. You go, all right, right? And then you go Saban Films is the next logo that comes like, out. You go, uh-oh. Oh, shit. And then it goes to this confusing-ass perspective midget door. Nah, dude. It looks like just straight up from, like, Doom. But, like, Doom 3. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> shit. And it's high voltage. And you go, okay, this is where I'm going to head on to it. When you have three logos. Oh, no, you have four. Yeah. Four logos. Skyline Entertainment is yep. the last one. Then, in the credits, there are two additional that were not mentioned in logos as well. As like a blah 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 production from another two companies. They were like, you don't have to do ours too. It's don't put my name on it, please. <laughs> so this movie is uh, directed by the illustrious uh, director of many great hit films, um, such as The Amityville Murders, The Seven Fists of McCloskey, <laughs> um, A Rick Dalton Double Picture. Uh, the producer of the uh the haunting in Connecticut, mm-hmm. which is actually an okay movie. Yeah. Um, and the writer of Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers. The Curse. Yes. With Paul Rudd. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's also um directed a movie that came out last year at the same time about the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. No. that's <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what I heard, that that's the next one that's going to come out. It's already out. What? It's free on Prime. No. All right, catch us on. Taron Manning is in it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Guess who's playing? Nic- well, I don't know why they have her. Isn't her name Nicole Simpson Brown? Nicole Brown Simpson. Is it Nicole Brown Simpson? Yeah. Okay. Well, His name's Simpson, fool. No, I know, but do you know who's playing her? <laughs> Who? Mina Savari. What? 
Gigi Banshee chick? Uh, American Beauty chick? Yeah. Yeah. Roses chick? Yeah. What? Yep. But this is what's crazy about this guy, right? <laughs> Suck me, beautiful. <laughs> His di- other directing credits are things that you and I fucking love. Okay. Because he's only good at making one very specific type of thing. Mm-hmm. He is also the director of Crystal Lake Memories, The Complete History of Friday the 13th, which is a fucking stellar documentary about the with the cast and crew of every single uh, Friday the 13th movie. He's the director of Scream, The Inside Story, which is another fucking documentary with the cast and crew of every single Scream movie. Mm-hmm. And he also directed Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy, which yeah, is I didn't, a fucking stellar documentary about that, too. I didn't get through that. Uh, the, that one's the four title, hours long. The title was way too literal. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so it's kind of like, damn, dude. Just stick to horror documentaries. Hey, man, somebody, if somebody wants to tell their story, I'm all down for it. But when it comes out like this, we're going to rip you to shreds, fool. <laughs> yeah, man, anyone can tell their story, just not this one. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a story that needed to be told again, I don't think. No. So, okay, yeah, I'll get you on track. Here we go here. All right, so first off, we get a, a, a quote from Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, it says, is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? And immediately I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't drag his name through the dirt. Yeah, right? He already died in a gutter. Don't bring him lower. <laughs> That's true. He did. He did. Right back in Baltimore. I was going to say in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yep. That don't matter. Everyone always associates him with, like, London. You ever think about that? Yeah, man, because, like... In that specific time frame... Everything did feel like London. Right? <laughs> Everything's like, uh, Jack the Ripper was everywhere, right? The Ripper! Ah, <laughs> no! No! Puppy cook! No! <laughs> I wasn't even trying! <laughs> Yo, but we're gonna get on it, because in terms of accents... God damn it! You put it in all four episodes this Somehow, month. this accent that Hillary Clinton does... Or, oh, fuck, Hillary Duff! does is far worse than the english accent that john travolta does in the fanatic oh man okay so <laughs> yeah everybody thinks Ed Graham poe is just living in the same time period yeah we get it you know it's that it's that assassin's creed uh is it unity is that oh, the one yeah is, is that the one yeah where you can go after the ripper yeah yeah <laughs> it's that time period uh is is Edgar Allan Poe, but that don't matter here because we're, we're the actual date that uh, they first gave us was August first, nineteen sixty nine, and then um, eh, it's weird because I, I'm just so pissed off by this quote because the movie basically is like, hey, guess what? You seen Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're about to do multiple times, right? Because. That's what the film will do. It's like, hey, this might be a dream within a dream. I hear like, no, no, you can't give me that. Like, dude, I still love and hate you, Inception, every day of my life. Just wait till Tenet comes out. Oh, man, I can't wait. I know, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see our boy Joe up there. Yeah, nobody knows him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, then... Now it jumps back in time. Yeah, now it says that a year before that, like Thursday, August 1st, 1968. 
Yes. Right? And you're like, okay, cool. Bounty Law was still on. And (laughs) (laughs) before Rick Dalton totally ruined it in the third season because he wanted to go act. There you go. Right? You know, and and he had some good films back then, too. Yeah. You know, that Nazi burning one? Yeah. That was a good one. You you would be... Al Pacino in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down with my wife and a, <laughs> turned on a Rick Dalton double feature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to watch that movie. myself a cognac. <laughs> <laughs> so, you gotta do Italian pictures. <laughs> you gotta do it, Hillary. You gotta do it, Hillary. I, I gotta say it again, <laughs> just for everyone listening. Jonathan did not like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood after we watched it the first time. No, I mean I I've fun with it now, but you know, also like guys, if you're like thirty minutes into this and you haven't actually watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, what are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you listening to this instead? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the reason that we are referencing, um that movie so much is because, because it's just this capitalizing on the success of that that's why yeah. this exists oh, and this was another thing i was going to mention is that in the opening credits it also lists that hillary duff is an executive producer mm-hmm. and why that's important is because this so very clearly shows that she was so upset that she didn't get to be yeah uh sharon tate and tarantino's that she was like i'm gonna be sharon tate no matter what and they were like, "All right, uh, cool. Be in this movie. It, we're gonna shoot it in two weeks." Okay, who's my who's my co-stars? Chris Hardwick's girlfriend is that her? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the Lydia, guy Lydia. Yeah. yeah, and the guy that was in Cheaper and She's by the Dozen with you. See, yeah, she Lydia Hurst gives gives me hope because she's hella tall compared to Chris. Well, is she even that tall? Huh? She's pretty tall. Ah, oh. compared to him. Like I think she's like five eight, five nine, something. How tall is Chris Hardwick? Ah man, he's <clears throat> short. Is he really? Yeah, I'll kick his ass. Hey, why? Because he's little. Oh damn, <laughs> he kicked my ass. I'm coming for you, Jonathan. Thanks, pal. So yes, um, <laughs> this takes place. Uh, Roman Polanski is gone forever in this entire entire movie. <laughs> They're like, we can't. We I don't know who else to cast. Like we can't figure this out. She's like, oh man, he's he's not gonna be here for the baby, and it's like. Yo, Sharon, you're worried about the wrong type of baby with that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she comes home with, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who Emil Hirsch plays in the better version of this film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jay Sebring, um, played by Jonathan Bennett. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so before this happens, before all that happens, there is like, the real life stuff. So like we we I I do want to cover that, right? Real quick, right? So the movie decides to tell you like via interview footage and stuff like that. But for those of you who don't know, let's let's take a moment to get serious for a second about what this movie so insensitively just glosses over throughout the entire thing, right? So in real life, police uh in 1969 discovered the murders uh of Sharon Tate and uh, the also victims, her friends, uh, Abigail Folger, Jay Sebring, uh, Volchek uh, Frakowski, and Stephen Parent, right? These people were murdered. Uh, am, am I correct on Stephen Parent as well? The kid with the glasses? He's not made up, right? Well, that's what I thought. I was. I don't know. I was asking but myself I'm sa- that too. I don't know. 
I'm right? looking it up. Because I didn't do I didn't do as much research as I should have, I guess. Whatever. Yes, he did. Right? He was killed. Okay. There. So they were discovered about twelve hours after their death. Phone and power lines had been cut. Uh Tate herself was found dead eight months pregnant with a rope around her neck that was then also tossed around a rafter and around attached to another body. Okay. Uh that's what happened. Also, I didn't know that it was Roman Poyansky, according to the the announcer. <laughs> it's probably the the correct way of pronouncing I, I it. I guess, right? But like this is this is what happened. Um this is more tasteful. I was literally just gonna say, do you know what is wild about what you just said is we have now just done the victims of this crime more service than this hour and a half long film has done. And I was hoping that that's what you'd kind of get into. Yeah. This, um, it's odd to start the movie with a correct, nice portrayal of what's about to happen. Cause holy shit, is this movie just so fucking disrespectful? Mm-hmm. Um, it shows, it shows real footage of the murderers. Instead of real footage of the victims. Yeah. Like, well, there's some victim footage as well, but like, uh. It shows their interviews when they're being, when they're being arrested. Why would we ever idolize that? Why, why do we want to do that? Uh, this movie was. Also, um, Once Upon a Time took some liberties with how the Spawn Ranch girls looked. Because the real life ones, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spawn, no, they were like gross, like reject hippies. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> There's a few of them who don't get to talk in the movie who looked a little more like what they actually looked <laughs> like. But no, um, yeah. Old enough to not go to jail for some bone tang, let Hell me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> because you hella gross. <laughs> She's uh, like, you like feet? That girl's cute. Fuck you. I know, but it, in this, in oh, real in, life. in real life, yeah, 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 yeah. That's gross. No, so. <laughs> where are you going? Spot Ranch? All right, good luck. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's where all those gross hippies are. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bruce Dern's there getting fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this movie's really tasteless. Uh, <laughs> tell the war of the worlds, girl, I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie's tasteless. Um, Sharon Tate's sister. Um, actually went on record talking about how much, uh, she disliked this film. That, uh, she did not understand that they actually wanted to make these murders seem cool and make the murderers seem like no. sexy and fun. No. Because, you know what? While you say that Tarantino took some liberty with the Manson girls, he also, this movie took some liberties with Tex. Cause they make that guy a fucking hunk in this movie. Right? It's like, it's like Tex came in and was like, I'm here to do the devil's work. And, right? And that was just like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, Right? Just started fucking stripping. The Manson family. <laughs> Triple X parody. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> Magic Tex. But <laughs> the whole thing is, is that like, and we'll get to it in the ending with the ending of this film. My pony. <laughs> but. Um, this movie was made in two weeks, like we said, mm-hmm. was definitely aware of things that were happening in Tarantino's film. Um, for sure. And thought that they were going to get away with it. But unlike Tarantino's film, uh, Sharon Tate's sister was like, no, fuck you. I will not even patron, like give any patronage to this film whatsoever. Yeah. But she, Tarantino's, she said, was a work of art and gave her sister the the life that she deserved. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
fuck this movie, man. Fuck yeah. the people who made it. That it's just so. Like, why do I need to see the murder footage? I never needed to see that. I mean, it's the crime scene footage. That's they what I mean. They're not yeah. sure, but yes. Yeah, but why do I see the, need to see the murder stuff either, too? Well, but, and oh. especially with the ending that we get, why did you show... I don't know. So, um, so now we get a three days earlier, like, like that was a flashback, what we just saw. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Now you're telling me that what I just saw... It, that's indeed a flashback if you're saying three days earlier. So yeah. what I'm watching now is now an alternate reality. Yeah. How can it be three days earlier if that's what really happened? Yeah. Okay. So, um, we meet the guy playing Jay Sebring, right? Who's like immediately they, they pull up in the driveway and uh, dude, what are you doing? They, I don't understand this real life relationship. They I gave never this did. guy. They made this guy a huge hunk too. And I think Emil Hirsch was a perfect casting for this character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was a much smaller guy. You know who the, this is, right? What the? Uh, this is this is um uh what's his face that 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 everybody loves in uh, Mean Girls. It's the crush. Yeah, yeah. I know. They made this guy a hunk. Now you're saying you're not. You don't never. Aaron under- Samuels. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You said you never understood the relationship that Sharon Tate and him had. Yeah. Okay. So in real life, they were together for a while. They broke up when she met Roman Polanski. Well, see, this is what I wrote. I said, Jay Sebring, who were you? There's a lot of speculation about the type of relationship that her and Roman Polanski had. You think it was Polly? And no, like an agreement type thing mm-hmm. of like it was a an image uh-huh. Roman Polanski was putting on. Uh-huh. Because there's a lot of questions about whether or not he was actually straight. There's a lot of questions about whether or not Jay Sebring was actually straight. Okay. So That's what I was going to say because I was like who was Jay Sebring's or who does Aaron Samuels think Jay Sebring? Well, because is? Emil Hirsch's portrayal of Jay Sebring is a much more um soft character and, and almost edited out. Well, yeah, but like very well, he's not a, he's not that important to the to the story that they were telling in that movie. But, no, but... he's far more in that movie, far more. Uh, he's played up much more effeminate and 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 um. No, he's much more feminine in this movie. No, this movie's even more, but this is a realistic portrayal. But this one, he's still like, I'm effeminate, but I'm gonna fuck. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I Especially guess. when he's in that bathing suit. <laughs> I guess. I, I In this one? Yeah. Yeah, in this one, he's just got hanging dong. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he hangs right in that pool. But she says- To the point where they're like, at some point, they're like, we gotta get a long shot. They say something- With a lot of bad ADR. They say something in the, in the movie- uh, they, her, um, Sharon Tate says, you know, the agreement that you and I have with Robin. And it's like, what? that's another thing. What this agreement? movie is so presumptuous about the Everything. life that these people had. You can't go, you can't do this. It's just, it's so goddamn insensitive. It is. Fuck Roman Plancy. You could say what you want about that guy, but, sure. this, but her don't like, she died. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. But, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, they go to the house and she's like, did you know El Cielo means, what is it? The heaven in Spanish? I don't even remember what you're talking about. That's what she's telling him when they pull up to the house. Oh, I just remember him being like, uh, 
uh, she was like, can you help me up? He's like, I'm not sure if I could. I'm like, damn, dude, you never grow pregnant, girl, fat. <laughs> and he, she's also like, yeah, all these famous people used to live in this house. This person and this person and this person. I was like, I don't fucking care. Keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, as we've joked about before, um, Hillary Duff is doing the most god awful fucking accent occasionally. Sometimes. Sometimes. It slips in and out. Mm-hmm. It does. So, um, her friend, uh, who is a- Abigail Folger, uh, who was going to be the heir of the Folger Company, played by Lydia Hurst in this movie. Um, uh, am I saying that right? That's, that's, yeah, right? I think so. Um, so she is, she is coming to, um, uh, to, not, not coming, but she is showing her the baby nursery. It's like a goddamn closet. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I kind of wanted to do that. And right. And like, whatever. And, and and that's where I was like, is she saying like, oh, I wanted to do that because like, she's like, no, this sucks. It's a closet. Or I, is it that she just wanted to do I it? I think she just wanted to do it. Okay. Because there's, there's a through line through this film. And I think, honestly, th- this movie is, is so weird that I think jumping around in it is acceptable in order to get through it. But like, there's a through line through this film thematic wise where and it is the only thing that i think it does well Uh is um this these people i barely know are running my house yes because it's folger and it's the russian guy or polish guy whatever he is i can't remember his name uh volchek volchek yes and um they're basically in this house quote unquote taking care of Sharon Tate. Right. But they're basically just running her home. And the whole film throughout the entire thing, she's kind of just like, who the fuck are these people? And right. why are they in my house telling me what to do? And that's the only point in this film that you're like, okay, I kind of see what you're setting up for. Mm-hmm. But, and I like it, but I'm not sure where you're going with this. Because the problem is this is a real event. <laughs> and- Nobody knows where this is going. So, uh, you know, they, they established that, yeah, they, uh, like Volchek and Folger are their friends over dinner, and, and Volchek's telling this story, right? And, and, uh, something about, I don't know, like met back in high school or something. Yeah, and made a right? film. And then, and then they're like, oh, um, Sharon, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just spacing out because this store is hell, story's hella fucking dumb. I don't give like, a fuck about Like, it your doesn't movie. matter. Yeah. Like, I don't care about how you guys met in high school. Like, and, and neither, neither does Sharon in, in this point of the movie. So, um, Sharon also says, like, isn't it weird? Like, all this fate and stuff and that, like, oh, it it was just fate that I met Roman Polanski on set at 17. I'm like, yeah, sure, Sharon, it was fate. Fate. Yeah, Yeah. 17. There seems to be a theme through his life about (laughs) that right there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is the point where Carly goes, yeah, I'm sure Sharon Tate only ever spoke in, like, big sweeping monologues. Yeah. (laughs) Because I hate that in movies when all a character ever says is, like, profound shit. It's like, (laughs) no, I'm sure at some point she said, like, dookie fart. You know what I mean? But, like, this whole movie will have you believe in. She's like, I study quantum physics and I understand uh, multiple realities. So would you uh I I would be a pro dookie fart haunting of Sharon Tate movie. I would too. Or she's just like, "Hey guys, so um the other night I had a dream 
this is her accent that I'm going to do. I had a dream that uh, this guy named Charlie, he was in my room. And then, like, you know what else is funny? Dookie fart. <laughs> and then they'd be like, Sharon, you're fucking wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is not a single thing. No, she didn't even got postpartum yet. <laughs> she crazy. I'm telling you, this whole movie, Sharon Tate never once opens her mouth and says anything less than profound. You know? Like, the whole movie, she's just saying crazy shit. That's right? like big, sweeping, philosophical things. And you're just like, no, I'm sure she said something goofy at one point. Or just like, <laughs> I'll have toast for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. like, Coming to the Coliseum, Sharon Tate! <laughs> They're like, do you think um, if I put toast in the toaster... There's another reality where I didn't put toast in the toaster. A one-woman show coming in 1969 in September. You're not going to want to miss it. It's Sharon Tate's Duel of the Tate. <laughs> it's a one-woman show. Du- Duel of the Tate is what I thought <laughs> <Taint. you> said. <laughs> Dookie fart. <laughs> it's genius, says the LA Times. <laughs> Opening act Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> she quotes Edgar Allan Poe. God. Wait, is this a stand-up show or is it a philosophy show? I was thinking, like, vagina monologue. Oh. Maybe it's a one-woman show. I see. <laughs> sometimes she has an accent, sometimes she doesn't. Sarah and Tate. Catch her on Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> a double picture, a double Hillary <laughs> Duff feature of the Lizzie McGuire movie. And Cadet Kelly. <laughs> the Cinderella story. Oh, shit. Wow, that was a deep cut. I'm proud yeah. of you for that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I was reading something recently. Uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me, did you keep the slippers? <laughs> I read a tweet recently that, that talked about how uh, a lot of girls in the early 2000s were awakened to the, their sexual fantasies by watching that film, Cadet Kelly. <laughs> what is that? You never seen Cadet Kelly? Nope. It's just where Hillary Duff gets sent to like a military school. And just gets yelled at by the girl from Even Stevens the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. girl just like, I knew what I liked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just do it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, honey boy. He's doing a lot better. <laughs> I heard. I heard. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, yeah. Are we okay. at the haunting yet? Nope. No, <laughs> no, because there's do, no haunting in this movie. When does Ed and Lorraine Warren um, show up? So what the fuck is this Ouija board? Dude, this thing is cool as fuck. What is I it? I want though? one. Did we not? Did did we not have the rights for Milton Bradley? No, this is a real thing that people use in the in the seventies. What? In the or the sixties, seventies? Sure. Yes. Why not just use a Ouija board what, though? What was it called again? Let's not confuse us. I want to look it up really quick. Eyeball spinner. Eyeball spinner. I don't think that's what it's called. Well, you're not going to be able to find it in time. There's going to be a lot of dead air here. I'm going to have to just keep talking while you talk about it. So let me describe eyeball thing real quick guys all right so it's this like lazy susan you know like you put condiments on <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah but it's it's like a top right so like it it like spins it's a big giant circle of a platter right and it has a stupid eyeball thing like right in the center of it like and and then like so you just spin this whole giant platter like a top and and there's a ball like it's roulette rolling through this like channel on the top and then wherever it lands like roulette that's what it's like yes or no or like you suck or like you know like spread the blood of the innocent whatever the fuck it wants to say i would do that one split spread the blood yeah fuck yeah i can't 
see what it's called right now. <laughs> it's it's super fucking cool, actually. I really like it because it, it it it's literally based on the same thing that a Ouija board is. That's but why not just a Ouija board? Don't because they me. probably actually had this in their house. To be completely honest, bullshit. And it also has tarot. This ain't no Annabelle shit. It has tarot cards all the way around <laughs> it as well. But the way that it works is that it's on a wobbly thing. You put a ball in it. You ask a question. You put in it, and then it's all hinging on other people putting more pressure on one side than the other. Yo, why has nobody ever done a movie called like Eight Ball? <laughs> Where like the, the oh magic eight ball? Will I live a long life? It's like in the middle. You... <laughs> You're like ah no. You have six minutes. Huh? There's, there's, then there's a big magic eight ball in the room with a knife. <laughs> I can't read it. There's too many bubbles. <laughs> I heard if you drink the blue liquid, you'll live forever. <laughs> Go ahead and try it. So you, let me tell, <laughs> tell me how it goes. I think it's just blue oil. Mm. But yes, she's asked. Anyway. She, she asks, will I have a long, fruitful life? And it's like, <laughs> listen, we know what happens. <laughs> right? But before it can land on what it's supposed to, like there's a giant rap at the door. Bam, 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 bam. And what's there? <laughs> a guy being like, hi, Heaven have you sent. seen the sh- Heaven sent. <laughs> Yeah, you can smell like a man or a woman, however you like, with heaven sent. <laughs> Nothing I was, you weren't going to back gonna, me up. I was just going to say there's a knock at the door, and what's there? The plot of the strangers. <laughs> okay. Because he says, is blah, blah, blah home? He's like, doesn't live here anymore. All right, can you let him know I was here? He's like, he doesn't fucking live here anymore. All right, see you later. <laughs> and then that's when the ball lands on no. Yep, right. And and that that was supposed to be Charlie, right? But by the way, how did Charlie get in the front gate? It's just open. She literally mentions that in the movie, being like, uh, "Why does do people just keep getting in out of the gate?" It's like, "Cause <laughs> for the plot, idiot. We got two weeks to make this movie." <laughs> Another thing that's funny about the gate is that it's very clearly the gate that's on the house now, which is a chain link fence that yeah. just rolls back and forth. <laughs> so well, it also seemed like every time the gate needed to like electronically open, somebody was just dragging it. Yeah. Like- it's like, yo, I think you got bigger problems with your security than people guessing the code. I can jump over an eight-foot chain-link fence. <laughs> yeah. I can cut that. <laughs> so there's a bunch of goddamn hippies in the driveway. <laughs> hey, move this piece of shit! <laughs> that was Rick Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> What you looking at, you ginger-headed fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so someone's, uh, someone's watching her after midnight. Like, somebody's, like, going around the house. There's, like, like, uh, she can see them as she goes to get, like, food in the fridge. There's banging on the door. They're leaving notes. The dog just bolts and runs away. Um, dude, call the police. Somebody call the police. Yeah, just call the police. You know, um, and then, and so, like, the next day goes by, and this is a scene that you can see on YouTube. It's actually one of the only scenes you can see on YouTube. It's just, like, so boring. It's a conversation between Sharon Tate and Abigail Folger where they're, where they're actually in Runyon Canyon. Yeah, and this scene, it starts with a bunch of flies flying around something, you're like, alright, dead thing. Yeah. And then it goes... But also, it's like, you spent the money on digital flies, so we're like, yeah, that's gonna mean something. Yeah. Digital flies, man. 
Looks like shit. Are you telling me that you can't just go and like leave some rotted meat out there? Like, I don't know, one, two days? Ten seconds. No, just like literally leave some rotted meat out on your back porch. Like as a do-it-yourself filmmaker. Like just leave some meat out. Let it actually catch flies. Or like put it out there. I don't know how it works. I don't give a shit. That's up to you to figure out. But you can't tell me you couldn't get some real maggots? Yeah, I know. It it looks like shit. God. Like, it costs more money for that than to just go find maggots. Yeah, it does. And, and, and she's out there hiking with this woman who, up until a few scenes ago, it sounds like she doesn't even know her. Yeah. And, um, just some people walk by her and she's like, oh. Okay, but also during, like, the whole buildup of this conversation about being like, I don't like, uh, all these people that like are having you think this is going to mean something she's saying like hey a volchek has been having like some drug dealer people over at the house and you think she's referring to like the manson people like they're actually like been over for a while and so no she's just talking about some other dudes right and then that conversation gets broken up by like this ominous music as two of the like the spawn girls go by and like give her the old stink eye yeah i do have to say again there's only one film this one thing this film does okay and that it is building up the tension of sharon tate basically being like who the fuck are all these people who have been coming into my house while i'm not here yeah because that is basically just like oh don't worry about it just some people i don't know that have been in the house and she's having this dream where she keeps seeing a person she's never seen in the house Mm -hmm. so i mean that does does build a little suspense and but as we'll get to it builds a weird thing of being like was this movie kind of trying to blame the people who were brutally murdered in the house for being brutally murdered? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, is this movie trying to be like, yeah, they got killed because they let the Mansons in the f- before? Yeah, as if it's like, hey, you had the opportunity to go to the police and you didn't. Yeah, it's like, you let these creeps in your house. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Is this, like, weird message? Yeah, because, like, don't you remember? The Mansons were vampires. <laughs> and they let them in, man. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what is this? Lost Boys? Kids walk <laughs> in, he's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jerry Dandridge. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> and that sax guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's Lost Boys. That's what I said, Lost Boys. Oh, I was doing, I was doing Fright Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Fright Night's sexy. Yeah, hell yeah. Fright Night's one of the sexiest vampire movies ever made. Uh, have you seen? No, yeah, try. Go ahead. Insert vampire film here. You don't even got another one. Um, Interview with a Vampire. No. That movie's sexy, too. Yeah, but it's not as sexy as Fright Night. That's just because there ain't no titties in it. Yo, fucking Humperdinck is sexy in that movie. Hey, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, it's alright. Those vampire chicks come down yeah, the stairs. But you see Gary Oldman as wrinkly Oldman first. He looked like, like, he got, got like two. Ball sack head. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, what's That's his not n- sexy. Kevin Nealon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little, <laughs> little Nicky. Nicky. Yeah, that was yeah. almost a year ago. Tidhead. Yeah, Tidhead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not sexy, but Fright Night's sexy, right? But anyway, you can't let vampires in. You can't let Charlie Manson in either, right? It is their fault. You're right. End movie. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on <laughs> So, yeah, it's a weird, I don't know, it's a weird blame game. Like I said, I do really enjoy the conversation she has where she's just like, I don't know who the fuck these people you keep 
flooding in and out of my house. But it don't matter. None of that matters. It gets interrupted. So, like, we know that that conversation doesn't matter. Um, And then they see the dead animal with the flies around it. How the hell did they pull this off? No. Okay. Now, here's the thing that I was laughing about, right? There's where they live, Uh right? It's in the Hollywood Hills. Sure. There is two things that run rampant in the Hollywood Hills. Mm -hmm. Coyotes and mountain lions. The fuck I would be letting my dog sleep outside. Well, they didn't. They didn't let him sleep out. The the dog went after people on the property. But she says he's outside all the time at night. Right, right, right. You're right. So it's like, why is your first thing like someone murdered him? It's like, no, dude, he got eaten by a coyote. Well, I mean, but here's what's crazy is like, dude. This is a scheming mountain lion. Like, because he it dropped was, it for plot? He was like, <laughs> I'm going to drop it right here. I know they always walk here. Also, um, quite an intense hike to take an eight-month pregnant woman on. <laughs> like, she's literally like, <gasps> she's about to get birth on that trail. Damn. <laughs> Oregon Trail style. Right oh, in the no. dirt. Right next to the dead dog. <laughs> Damn. And get dysentery. No. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so they see the dog, and then nothing's done about it. So, they come back to the house, and the dog is buried by the current caretaker, um, who is Stephen Parent, played by Ryan Cargill. Yeah. Um, from such acclaimed things as um, nothing. So, he... <laughs> um, this is another scene where the through line of this film, where she's just basically like, who the fuck are you... And he's like, oh, I'm watching the house because the other guy isn't here. Which is like, damn, dude. In the real life circumstances of this film, how unfortunate for this guy. Yeah. This reminds me of when I worked at the Halloween store and I quit, right? So they had to fill my shift and they put this 16-year-old kid who was still in high school and then the store was robbed at gunpoint (laughs) on his shift. Mm. So just like... How unfortunate this guy was to, like, just be filling in for his friend and then this happened, right? So he says he buried the dog and then he goes on to be like, I like your movies, Miss Tate. Yep. And she's like, fuck off. <laughs> she's like, oh, god damn it. I'm um, a fan. Also, there's CGI cigarette smoke in this scene and it looks fucking horrible. I don't, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I, Either smoke or don't smoke. Yeah, either light like a cigarette just, just for a scene or just don't. You're a goddamn wannabe actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, try. Just puff on a cigarette, Somebody dog. told me that I could be, I could make it, I could make it out there. I could be a contender. I'm going to puff a fucking cigarette. I haven't touched one in years. I'll put six in my mouth if it means I can get a, a, a golden globe. I know, right? I'll puff one from my butthole if CGI. I have to. CGI, man. They were putting voltage into business. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, that's where all the... Voltage was like, don't smoke. No, we can do it. Don't, yeah. No, yeah. C- can we please try? Have you guys ever looked up on YouTube, cigarette smoke green screen? And you just download it and you put in your movie. It looks oh, great. I've done that. Me too. <laughs> skeleton green screen. <laughs> Got like a Ray Harryhausen skeleton. Squib shots. Yeah. yeah. Muzzle flash green screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is the part where um, she goes into Polanski's office. 
Yeah, and she starts listening to the song. And this is where we realize that Roman Polanski is a huge collector of Roman Polanski artifacts. Yeah, like written on a box. Roman's office. If you were going to forget whose office it was. Just in case you needed to know that it wasn't her office, because you were going to get hella confused. Yeah, this is again where a weird, another weird plot is played through here. She listens to a song, and then right at the end, it starts being like, (laughs) and then she's like, "Ah!" and then... Her friend comes in and is like, hey, you should get out of this room. You're burning up. So she leaves. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in here. <laughs> I like your boobies and your shirt. Please let me show you my penis. Where do you see my cult? Where do you see my cult? What, are you doing the real song? Huh? Are you doing the real song? The whisper song? Yeah, because I'm doing the Bing Bong Brothers from, Long I- or from uh, Lonely Island. Oh. <laughs> Wait till you see. so yeah he takes her out of the room now that machine just turns itself on and plays stuff so now we got another spooky thing what what she actually discovered in that not just not just that is the fact that like there is a pile of of music being sent to envelopes marked charlie on them right that have been like left on her doorstep like the one that was just recently yeah right and these reel to reels have like these songs on them that i that charlie has been, and she's like oh my god it's the guy in my dreams yeah and it's like no it's not <laughs> right i've never been like i know that song from my dreams yeah there's so many charlies out there <laughs> yeah. i wrote charlie but i meant to put chuck fuck <laughs> <laughs> no i'm never gonna be taken seriously <laughs> Uh, my name is Charles. <laughs> Charles. I just go by CH, honestly. <laughs> Listen, Charles. It's me, Magneto. <laughs> wow, we are just full circle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a creepy voice at the end. It it freaks her out. Her friend comes in, takes her out, and uh, she goes to relax. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um... The, the, the real to real turns itself on. Uh, it keeps freaking her out that it's turning on. Okay, this is why I was like, because the movie doesn't explain that it's Charlie's voice. She just hears it and she is immediately just freaked the fuck out. Well, right? yeah, cause I mean, it is scary she, to hear that. Right. It's just like pretty girl, pretty, pretty girl. Right. And you're like, Jesus, this sucks. Yeah. No wonder the Beach Boys didn't hire you. Damn. <laughs> Have you ever listened to any of his actual music? Take that, you bitch. It's fucking terrible. I'm sure it's terrible. That's why we sounds anything like this that's that's why he was so mad because <laughs> right? he fucking sucked <laughs> yeah. and however the beach boys did not take him but they may have taken his music which is uh <laughs> interesting i wish they all could be hippy dippy chicks <laughs> <laughs> we gotta change this guys <laughs> oh okay it's, it's me brian wilson i'm lying in bed all day but <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Hi. It's a bare naked ladies joke. <laughs> I love the colorful clothes you wear. <laughs> and the way you stab that lady in her house. <laughs> Alright, this is a little too dark to be playing at boardwalks worldwide. <laughs> we gotta change the song. Uh, when you're dancing those naked feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about good. (laughs) 
I'm thinking about Helter Skelter. <laughs> I'm trying to start a race war. Helter Skelter. Oh, yes. Good job. <laughs> I love the Beach Boys. Uh... <laughs> God only knows what I'll do in prison. <laughs> good, good, good exorcism. <laughs> Beach Boys featuring Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, what a piece of shit. Hey, see Manson on the track. <laughs> Right? Because basically what's happening here is Charles Manson is leaving his mixtape at people's front doors. Yes. This is a DJ C. Manson remix. He was out on Hollywood Boulevard being like, yo, my tape. <laughs> you know? If you flip it over, it's got all Chappelle show on the backside of it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. I think you have. I think I did on on the fanatic, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, he's leaving his mixtape and she is completely disturbed and then um they leave the room. Yeah, they leave the room. This is when they get that weird long ADR shot where like it's it's like it's a whole like the shot of the pool really wide and oh, that's what yeah. that's where you that's get where you see that dong. dong yeah yeah right he gets out right that's in his contract <laughs> i got a huge dick and i got to show it in every movie yo 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 tina fey when am i going to hang dong <laughs> in mean girls yeah. <laughs> it's me i hang dong Yo, Tina Fey, you think it'd be cool if I hung dong in the Halloween party? Hey, what day is today? Hang dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's wearing uh, a 1970s, like, Speedo-style swimsuit. It's also white. Yeah. And he's also been swimming in the pool. Yeah. And he's absolutely not wet at all. <laughs> nope. No, he's not. <laughs> Uh, and he basically just tells her, she's like, I'm so worried that people, all these people in my house. And he's like, well, you know, if you need me, just be down these stairs. You know, I can get up them really fast. And he's like, all right, thanks for being here. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah. And he leaves. He, like, leaves down a pair of steps I didn't know existed. That's how the coyote got up there. Yeah. <laughs> And um, that's when then she goes into this entire thing about there's, like, no fate. But what we make it? I was like, Jesus, are you Sarah Connor now? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what the Mansons learned. <laughs> if a hippie could learn to love, maybe we could too. <laughs> just like it's not the song. I know in it's that not movie. the song in that movie. Cause I'm that, that's right. <laughs> what if when the Manson family came in, the bombs dropped and they got like <laughs> on, on the what? fence, like Terminator? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> when she sees the future. God damn, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sick. <laughs> Are you Charlie Manson? <laughs> I was, I you was, have to come with me and you have to stop your girls. So you gotta say, Helter Skelter. <laughs> Helter Skelter. 
<laughs> Charlie, you will be responsible for Skynet and Cyberdyne. You have to come with me and stop your girl. <laughs> They're going to kill Sharon. <laughs> oh, sick, man. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> oh, shit. What a better <laughs> film than this. <laughs> he just rips off his skin arm. <laughs> the terminating of Sharon Tate. Where Where is Charlie Manson? <laughs> the fuck is Charlie Manson? It's me, Stan. <laughs> I'm blind. I can't see shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is when she starts talking about fate again. Um, oh, there's a great line before um, uh, Hang Dong guy leaves, right? <laughs> okay. Jay Sebring. Yeah. Before he leaves, as if they needed to remind you that you were watching a movie with Sharon Tate, he goes, hey, don't forget, we have reservations at the El Coyote tonight. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad when I heard that. <laughs> I almost turned it off. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> hey, don't forget, we're connecting to real events. Hey, don't forget, your favorite restaurant that everyone fucking knows in L.A. <laughs> Can sit in your, in your booth. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Tarantino did it better by just putting you at that restaurant and everyone knew? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't she have a nice meal there? Why didn't we get any pleasant moments with this Because this, this movie only had the budget for one location. Because, like I said, all it is is the trail next to the house and the actual house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's all freaked out. She goes to go and talk to her, the caretaker guy. About what? Uh, just to shoot the shit, doesn't she? Um, no, uh, there's something, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I wrote on my notes, how are you not immediately freaking out? Oh, because the reel to reel turns back on by itself. Okay, that's right, right? And I'm like, oh, because that, that was my next note, where basically, like, I'm like, oh no, the ghost learned how to rewind the reel to reel. (laughs) And, um, uh, my problem with the fact that the, the reel to reel just starts playing by itself and playing that song again, is we very clearly saw the song end and flap. That's what I mean. The who ghost, re- like, yeah, who the, rewound it? <laughs> oh, excuse me, hold on one second. It's really complicated, but you gotta thread the needle on this thing. Yeah. Also, it can't play in reverse unless you switch the reels. Yep. To the opposite direction, <laughs> and no one does that. They just do it like a record. They're like, yeah. I don't. I don't understand how that works. I wish it was just like Charlie being like, "How's this thing fucking work?" <laughs> If I spin it backwards and then it's just him trying to figure it out, I'm not, it doesn't work. And he's like, you don't want, fuck it. <laughs> you know, fuck it. I, I guess we're just not doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, bummer. Does any of you bitches know how these real rails work? <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> Whatever. That's everything that's in the reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the reverse, uh, we'll get to it. It made me mad. But, um, so yeah, is this when she goes and shoots the shit with the? Um. Uh, so so no, this is where the 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 full the dream happens. Like, oh yeah, the, and this is where what I said. This movie is very concerned with one part of the murders of this of this these innocent people, and that's the part where they get murdered. Yeah. So this is this is where Tex comes in. Uh, she she does have the dream. The dream is that she wakes up. She goes into the office. 
right? Which now we've established as a real location. You know, we've seen it multiple times. Now she's in the office. It's nighttime. There's Charlie in there that she sees, right? He and walks th- out. And he, he walks out, and then, boom, there's a girl with a knife to her throat. Which right? is the dream she actually had. This is the whole... This is this is the one part of this movie that's scary, which is funny because it's none of the fake shit in it. It's like a real thing that she said. Yeah. It's like, this really... This was a dream she had. So... They they pull her out to the living room. Um, there's Jay Sebring with a gun to his gut by Tex, and he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to do the the devil, and I'm here to do the devil shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I guess I'm devil shit. He's got the quote, "I'm I'm I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business." <laughs> yeah, it's like. Okay, how did you like? Listen, I'm not saying anything about the Manson family. But how did you take the coolest fucking thing that anyone ever said in this situation and make it not cool? Because, like, that's... God damn, did that guy go to UCB? That improv right there is impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Do you think he was thinking about it on the drive up? He's like, all right, if they ask me what I'm doing, I'm going to say this. It's going to be so fucking cool. It's going to be so fucking cool. You mean the real guy? Yeah. (laughs) Tex, he's like, it's going to be so fucking cool. It's going to be so cool. (laughs) Guys, it's going to be so cool. They're going to use it in Devil's Rejects. They're going to say it wrong, but they're going to use it in Devil's Rejects. (laughs) He knew about Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Everyone can see the future of this movie, so why not that? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, yeah. Um... So, this is yeah. when the murder plays out. Yep, yeah, and he shoots shoots JC bring in the gut um uh, and and we see that happen. And then they brutally like Lydia Hurst escapes uh, with her, her character Abigail Folger escapes, gets shot in the backyard. Uh, uh not shot. Oh, stabbed to death. Stabbed to death. Brutally. Which, yeah, that's the one where she was just like I'm already fucking dead. Like you can stop now. Yeah. Right? And I'm like god damn it. That's what I'm saying it's like but okay, this digital blood takes me out of the whole Thing. You know what takes me out of the whole thing? What? These are real people. Yeah, and this really happened. I and know. this movie's trying to play this kill up for like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and for you're like, like, for that brutality. And you're like, of like, you're like, no, I, no, brutality sucks. It's like, no, cause you know what? I know this, this was moment. brutal. Yeah. Everyone knows this was brutal. Yeah. Like, an eight month old, or an eight month pregnant woman was stabbed to death. I know this was brutal. Yeah, I don't like the real stuff. It's not that though. It's cuz it's just done with no respect. Yeah. You're right. So then she's freaking out, she wakes up and uh was kind of like uh it was like midday that she was doing this. The dream is still happening though? Like there's like this whole thing about pigs? Oh, yeah, she dreams about them saying the like little pigs, little pig. No, that's that's later. Oh. Yes, that's okay. later because she dreams twice. Yeah. So then she this sees, is well. I know. I know. This next part is that she sees like uh, dead animals in the refrigerator that nobody else is seeing. Yes, that's after she kind of woke up, but she's just hallucinating. She's like losing her mind. But, so, but make up your mind. Are we actually haunted? Are we actually like these people are actually putting things? As soon as you establish this, like she's seeing things that aren't there, right? Okay, now you're now you're in a whole nother realm. Well, I think it's supposed to be playing on the fact that she has seen real things. Is there so it's ghosts? Like, it's blending the real and not real. You, you could know have what I mean? Ghosts. Ghosts would have been cool. No, they wouldn't have. 
<laughs> they would have been even more disrespectful. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think they're playing on the fact that she did see her dog dead, right? There was a guy that came up to the house. Those were real. But now she's seeing a bunch of shit that she's not sure is real, and she doesn't know the intentions of the people in her house. Right. So she's losing her mind. And she's freaking out, and she's like, you know what? Crazy. I'll show you crazy. I'm going to walk away from the food on the, <laughs> the stove. Dookie fart. <laughs> 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 I'm going to show you crazy. <laughs> Puppy cock. <laughs> she ties them up and fake murders them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so this is when she goes and shoots the shit with the maintenance guy. She goes down there. He's working on his car. She kind of scares him. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And they have... this. Is, these are the only characters in this movie that I'm like, cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> they they have a cool, they have a nice little relationship. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, thank, thank you, Miss Tate. She's like, please, call me, call me Sharon. And he's like, okay, yeah, call me Casper. He's like, alright. He's so white. I know. Pale as, <laughs> he looks albino. Yeah. She's like, He's like, thanks, Miss Tate. She's like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> so they go to his trailer Get back to work, and she literally just asks him, "Fucking like, do you know how to work on?" Or she's like, "Do you know how to work on a reel to reel?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I know everything about radios, cars, <laughs> trailers." <laughs> it's like, okay. Thanks, nerd character. <laughs> so you she can. brings it down, and she says, oh, it keeps turning itself on. Blah, blah. Radio soup, radio gumbo, radio souffle, <laughs> radio jumbo, radio goo goo, radio gaga. Uh, did it take you a second? Did, I saw, did. I saw the gears turning. <laughs> Radio Gugu. Radio Gaga. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's like, yeah, bring it down. I'll take a look at it. He looks at it, and then she also says that she heard weird noises at the end. He plays it in reverse. <laughs> Are you really just losing it that I'm much? I'm still laughing over radio. <laughs> <laughs> You can have radio starring Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> How these pants look, Coach Jones? <laughs> you gonna do it? I don't know that I'll movie. That look fine, radio. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, part. So when he calls Coach Jones over the phone oh to ask God. him what, how his pants look that he's trying on. That may have been, you know, full. No, that one was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, let me take a look at it. She, He looks at it. He's like, oh, that's weird. I don't know. And she's like, oh, and there's a weird message at the end. And he plays it. And he's like, oh, this is subliminal messaging. I was like, yo, he, this we're wrapping this movie up. Don't fucking introduce this right now. <laughs> he, had, he found a subliminal message within five seconds. He's like, yeah, I've seen this before. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, what does that mean? He goes, oh, if you play, you, you know, your brain's just picking up on it. But if you play it in reverse, and it's like, plays in reverse, and it's a bunch of chanting of Helter Skelter. He's like, da. She's like, what's that? He's like, you know, the Beatles song? Yeah. Anyway, go to bed now. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off about this, though, is, okay, a lot of people get caught up in the details of calling the Manson family a cult. And why I'm saying the problem with that is, is that it definitely was a cult, but the first thing people think when they hear cult is, like, your spooky ooky, like, we praise a greater being cult. 
and this at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, like pentagrams and the hooded shrouds and shit like that. Yeah, not to make more work for you, but you should just insert what they hear because it's absolutely incorrect to anything that they would have done. Who hears? What they play in reverse. Oh no, I don't give a shit. Yeah, just well, it's it's chanting of helter skelter as if they were in like a gigantic church with a hundred thousand like like the people at the end of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Elder Skelter! <laughs> Join me, Ray. It's me, Charles Palpatine. Join me, Ray, and we'll start a race war. <laughs> I wish they all could be Palpatine's girls. <laughs> God only knows what I'd be without you. <laughs> is that his debate? Is that him debater? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yes. So, um, Stupid. then she goes into the house. All the people show up. And Charlie prank phone calls them at this point. He's an refrigerator on it. <laughs> yeah. He's you better like, go catch it. He's just like, you're all gonna die. And it's like, that didn't happen. <laughs> Don't interject some weird shit into this movie. Um, but yeah, so then she gets that call. She freaks out. She's like really freaking out. Um, then this is when people show up at the house and are just like, everyone's so nonchalant about a random woman outside of their window waving at her. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And then she leaves. This is when everyone gets murdered again. Yeah, that's same footage too. Again. Yeah. And then turns out Sharon Tate actually fell asleep in this guy's trailer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where he's just like, hey, um, yeah, you said you, you just feeling tired and you want to lay down. So you just lay down right here and then I just let you sleep for a couple hours. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, 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 the baby. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to get some help. Well, uh, so there is, did we miss the part where she's on the phone with Roman Polanski? That's this scene. That's oh, okay. when she's dreaming, yes. When she's dreaming and she's like, these people are here to hurt me. Right? And she's in, she starts having this wonky, uh, fucking, uh, House on Haunted Hill, yeah, like fucking I wanted to like make blood sure, bathtub. That's what I wanted to make sure we didn't skip over is the bloodbath. And Helter Skelter written on the what wall. What the hell is going on? What? is this an offensive piece of shit like what is this blood stuff what am i supposed to th- what is this and she's she's saying i don't know what these people are here for but they're gonna try to kill me i think yeah she wakes up that's when she's like oh the baby and he's like i'm gonna go get help he drives up the ramp and this is my favorite well, sequence of okay, events but also she just in her dream found him his throat slashed right yes in the car so she found uh yeah the the Casper, uh, his throat slashed, right? And then she wakes up from the dream, and she's like, yeah, we need to get out of here. And she's like, go get your car. Yeah, the thing I just saw your throat slashed in? Yeah. What? So no! He goes to go and get um some uh help, right? He drives right. up the ramp, yeah. and he fucking... Uh, sees some people trying to break in, essentially, and he's like, oh, are you guys here to help us? <laughs> and you know why I love this sequence of events? Yeah. Because he's still like, are you guys here to help us? And they have rope and knives. But that's not even the best part. 
explain to me how eight-month-old pregnant Sharon Tate, whose baby was just about to fall out of her in this trailer, got up to his car in a matter of moments, <laughs> <laughs> like up that hill. And it's like, has the time to like turn and be like, those are bad guys. Get out of here. Yeah. They shatter his window. He drives back to the house. He crashes. That's right. He And that's another, it's like a digital hit in that fence. Yeah, because if it was a real hit, that baby would have come out. What? <laughs> I'm just talking about the car. Oh, yeah. But you... no, I mean, saying like, I just don't get like, if they would have crashed like that with the way she was just like, ooh, ooh, that she would have been like. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk a, about that. That's I'm gross. A, I'm not a babyologist. I don't want to talk about babies. Never. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but but then yeah, they then they get out right, and they run back into the house, and this is the part where she runs into Jay Sebring, and he literally like comes in the room like Skeet Ehrlich and scream, and yeah. then Tex comes from the other side like he's just like. Surprise, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's he's collaborating. Right? I thought they were gonna do that at first. I was like, "Don't do that." This is the person who was murdered. Oh man, Charlie's gonna be so mad at me. You hit me with the phone, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is when you're like, "Oh my god, they're gonna be murdered." Don't blame the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys don't make people murderers. <laughs> The Beatles do! <laughs> so, uh, do you want to go by this plot point by plot point, or do you really just want to hit the people who have never seen this movie, hopefully, with the cold, hard truth of what's about to happen? I mean... I kind of want to hit people hard. Go for it. Imagine if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was shitty, because they I mean, kill the fucking Manson family. Yeah. Yeah. Just pause on that for a second. They actually kill the family. This movie, this entire time, has had such a hard-on for showing you these people being brutally murdered that in this point, they want to be like, let's give them the life they deserved. Yeah, because basically what happens here is that like Sharon saves the day by uh, shooting... Text like just right in the face with a gun and in such a dumb ceremonious way she's just like fuck you yeah she spits in his face and yeah then, yeah um but then uh also what uh, volchek drowns one of the other people and then another one hits their head on the mantle That's just when like Tarantino. jumps down lands on him smashes her head on the on the fireplace right so here's here's why i say this is just so fucking terrible many reasons but this movie right it they had to have known what was going on with once upon a time in hollywood they had to have you know what i mean what is the coincidence that a, a movie that came out at the same time had a similar ending because I would say it's more common than you would think due to the fact that would one want to actually just watch them play out? But with the ending we get in this movie, it still does. It still does. So what I'm saying is they had to have known. No, I think they just wanted to put a fairy tale ending 
like because that's what th- that's what I'm saying. Unless you're just making a straight up biopic, like you need some sort of revisionist history like ending. You need it. Is this the Asylum Sharon Tate film? Yeah. Like Transmorphers. Well, yeah. It's like I got that Sharon Tate movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. Wait, where's all the feet? This ain't Tarantino. No. <laughs> no. I think <laughs> I think they knew what was going on. I think there was some the fact that this movie was cranked out in two weeks, I think there was some preemptive thought, and someone knew what was going on with the ending of Once Upon a Time. I, I, it had to have been. There's no way this is just a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not well thought out enough for me to think that it is. I don't feel this entire plot is well thought out enough for that. That's yeah. just my, my, my piece on that. But, yeah, there's... I, I don't understand why there's hesitation on trying to kill these people, like with the shovel, that part. Remember when oh, he's just yeah. hitting with the shovel, but there's hesitation. Like, dude, just kill. Kill. He was going to kill you. Kill. Yeah. You know? It's... Um, oh, and also the only reason they got the jump on them is basically because she had this psychic thought. Yeah. She final destinations it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy because right at the end they all get hit by a bus. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It, it, she's an alternate reality ghost? Yeah. Cause they literally, they literally drop a line at the end because they were like, oh fuck, this is hella stupid. Where JC brings like, well, you know, there's, there's like a million different realities, you know? There's probably a reality where we died. Don't Bioshock Infinite me, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That game's good. Don't fucking do this to me. Yeah, man. So, like, she just, like, the camera pans by the bodies. And it's their body. It's not. It's not the Manson bodies. We're back in our reality, right? But now we're panning by each of the bodies. And the final, everybody's body is exposed except for Sharon Dade's body. And she uncovers her body's face. And is like, huh. oh my god, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> um, Strike me down. <laughs> you know where Luke is underneath Vader's. Yeah, mask. in yeah, is that Empire Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Dagobah. Yeah, <laughs> your weapons. You will not need them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's... God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she goes, she goes and uncovers herself and then it just like, she like kind of fades in and out like, a, like a ghost. She's being, um, back to the future. Yeah. And then she like goes towards the, the fence where the paparazzi is. She walks right by them because she can't be seen. She's a ghost and they're taking pictures and the cops like, no, don't look at the scene. And she like actually rejoins the rest of the Volchek and Folger and all them and they just walk down the 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 street right do you know why i hate this ending let's go so to much? a house like let's go to a party at cliffs <laughs> do you know why i hate this ending what she's like are you telling me they're happy they died because <laughs> they're kind of <laughs> all like yeah we're ghosts now <laughs> hey did you guys see the hippies <laughs> burn one with a fucking blowtorch <laughs> oh, you sh- get one Oh, oh shit, shit. you're gone. <laughs> you just walked through that gate. <laughs> Fuck this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> God damn. God damn ghosts. Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> Don't cry in front of the ghosts. 
<laughs> Respect for the dead. Uh, so that was the haunting of Sharon Tate. Yeah, I was like, oh, did Hans Zimmer write the end of this score? Because <laughs> as they like f- just walk away, <laughs> no, it's that that like Inception like kind of ending. Like, oh, it's, like sad and somber. The it's s- like the Dark Knight Rises ending. Uh, Same as Dark Phoenix. What's his name? Walks in frame DiCaprio and he spins the top and it wobbles a little bit, but then it goes black. I'm down. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. You don't know where this dream will take you, Sharon. There's a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, Haunting of Sharon Tate. Yeah, what 2019. About what about it? Piece of shit. Yeah. I would absolutely not recommend this movie. Nope, not at all. Nope, 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 nope. Jaws 4. Jaws 4. We did it again. Yep. Two in the same month. Yep. We had never done it before. Wouldn't recommend it. And it's... Because 2019 fucking sucked. Yeah. Some okay. of the worst movies. Uh This, Dark Phoenix, Hellboy. Cats. Cats. Avengers Endgame. Uh Joker. What? <laughs> Just start naming He's like trolling people. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, what a year! I hope uh, twenty twenty is better. Yeah, this uh, February it won't, be. it won't be. It's fine. Well, you know, February is typically hey, where you dump all your shit. At fe- January, February is where you drop drop movies that you don't know where else they're gonna fit. Um, and so far there hasn't been anything that bad, right? Um, underwater. I uh, heard that was Fantasy good. Island. Oh, fan- oh God! You just saw that. Yep. Did you see Underwater? Yep. Was it bad? It was derivative, completely of Aliens, and uh, it has a weird uh, spoiler alert, guys. It's Cthulhu. <gasps> now I gotta watch it. Actually, I mean, they don't say it is, but I mean, it looks just like it. Oh fuck! I gotta watch it now. Yeah. I'm kind of hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. The worst movie I've seen this year so far, I think, is the only movie I've seen this year so far, and it wasn't even that bad. Is Birds of Prey? You can't say that. Then I walked out of it being like, I mean, I I saw it and I it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't do it on the show. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, so far it hasn't been too bad. I don't know. I'm not very excited for anything coming out either. I'm just saying, uh, like, but that's the thing is, like, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do Underwater on the show, and I definitely would not do Fantasy Island because it was so boring. There's not even a little person in it. I know. That does make or break it for me. <laughs> so, God, Jaws 4, no recommend. Nope. Not at all. With no no need for explanation. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yep. That's it. But there's still some people that we need to hear from. Uh, f- How do we want to go here? She did see this, right? You want you you want to hear it? I do want to hear it. Yeah. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, there's still some people we need to hear from. This is what did Carly think? Um, so you know, been on the show now for a little over a year, right? Right? Yeah, like a little over a year. Yeah, man, it's been a year. Yeah. Would you believe that Carly's never walked out of one movie that we've done on this? She watched Class of Nukem High Part 2 with me yep. all the way through. And <laughs> I'm, she I'm sorry. got up, went to bed, and said, do you want to go to bed? You could just watch this by yourself tomorrow morning. 
And I did. <laughs> so yeah, fucking hated it. She got about 30 minutes in and was just like, this is bullshit. Nice. Yeah, good for her. Good. Wish I could say the same. Sorry. <laughs> it's all of you out there. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Look, no, Damien. No, we picked it. Damien, you know. It's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Charlie. <laughs> Look, Charlie. It's all for you. Elder Scout. <laughs> Cheer up, Charlie. Ooh. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that movie a lot lately. I don't know don't why. kill away. You loser! <laughs> Good day! Well, uh, what? You've heard from us? Yeah. You've heard from Carly? Yeah. There's still one group of people we haven't heard from, the most important group of people on Earth, and that's the internet. That's what they think. Yeah, this is Gimme Five. These are five and ten star reviews pulled from IMDb, Amazon, anywhere we can find them, typically just IMDb. I picked these. Jonathan has never read these before, so let's go ahead and hit it with that first one. Okay, so this one's from Mon Burger, uh, July 31st, 2019, titled... Uh. Really a great film. Wow. I was impressed by this film. I know a lot of people didn't like it and thought about this film disrespected Sharon Tate's memory. I think is the opposite. Yes, the scenes are brutal as it happened, but it was done tastefully. The acting is top notch from Hilary Duff and the rest of the cast. The tension was there that got me at the edge of my seat or looking away from the screen. Also, at the end of the film, love the twist to the story, I think was beautiful and indeed very sad. I was catching myself rubbing my eyes from tears. Believe it or not, the film is very emotional. Love it! 4 out of 18 found it review helpful. Imagine shedding a tear to this film. I was just trying to figure out how to read that. <laughs> that this that wasn't too hard, but like, like not compared to some of the ones you've you done. You kill me, man. <laughs> I'm sorry because my brain breaks. It's always the brain breakers I'm that too, have weird shit. No, I'm too high for this shit now, <laughs> man. You're killing me. All right, next All right. up. All right, this one's now by Robert E. Merrill, January second of 2020. Titled, Great Concept, Expertly Realized, Ignore the Critics, Resist the Spoilers. If you find this title intriguing and want to give it a go, then carefully avoid spoilers. The Haunting of Sharon Tate is a wonderful horror movie. Indeed, it may well be intended as a commentary on horror movies. What? (laughs) The Haunting of Sharon Tate is a wonderful horror movie. Indeed, it may well have been intended as a commentary on horror movies. Wow! How? <laughs> what? What is the commentary? <laughs> horror movies scary. Still, <laughs> <laughs> horror movies are shit. <laughs> no, just because he made a documentary about a horror movie doesn't mean that this is a commentary on horror. Okay. Anyway. If so, well, the concept certainly worked for me. (laughs) Uh, Intriguingly original idea, expertly realized, this is certainly one of the best films for 2019. Three out of ten found this review helpful. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. This last one is by Stavker. Uh, September 28th, 2019, titled, This Movie Rocks! Ignore the Simple-Minded Haters. First off, Hilary Duff is my favorite celebrity ever. Beside that, this movie was good. Other reviewers that said the story was changed and it sucked, blah, blah, blah. Clearly didn't get the point of the movie! The sequence of events was not changed. Instead, the movie provided an out-of-body perspective to the story. Pay close attention to the last 15 minutes. 3 out of 10 found this review helpful. Imagine thinking you're smart because you like this movie. <laughs> Yo, why don't you pay attention to the last 15 minutes where they died the third time. That was the real time. The other ones were fake. Get a fucking clue. I understand that it's hard to understand this film because you must have a pretty high IQ to get it and understand quantum physics. What you don't understand is Cliff Booth was the murderer. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... That about does it here for us on Bombs Away. Yep. Don't forget this week, this Saturday, February 29th, 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 29th. Space, 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 jam, 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 live, 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 live. With your boys from Bombs Away. Be there. Be square. Come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. Let's do it. Wayne Knight classic. I'm I'm so excited for you guys to be there. It's Jonathan's birthday, so we're yeah. pressuring you to go because you'll cry on, if you don't. On. Come on, guys. No, I'll cry if when you come. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Because it's been years, so <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a good time. If you've never been to one of our live shows, you know how it is, or you don't know how it is. So, um, tickets are for sale. You can grab them through our link tree, linktr.ee slash bombs away show. Just click tickets. You can also grab them here at the Frida. Um, yeah, be there. We're gonna have a great time. I love Space Jam, so we're going to have fun ripping it apart. We're going to have special guests. Can't wait. We're going to have a lot wait. of fun. We're going to have basketballs. I don't know. That's just me speculating um Damn, also I forgot about basketball <laughs> also because it's such a quick time typically we announce the shows bef- at the show but our next show is exactly two weeks after so we figured might as well get ahead of it yeah get those tickets guys we are doing friday the 13th part five so excited they as i keep saying on every single episode we're so excited because we're finally getting into the bad ones um they're gonna be a lot of fun this one is fucking insane yep no spoilers but jesus christ is it nuts oh he's in it he is he's the killer (laughs) i just try not to spoil it for everyone damn (laughs) Uh, no he's in the next one because he comes back from the dead jesus christ is back and he's not crucifying around (laughs) (laughs) so yeah killer daddy (laughs) killer (laughs) i smite thee he catches a spear through the holes in his hands (laughs) god damn (laughs) so yeah fuck be there for that um we're so excited for that a lot of cool projects coming down the pipeline if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing follow us on all our social medias at bombs away show 
Um, you can also find those on our link tree, linktr.ee slash bombsawayshow. It also has t-shirts, our links to our all of our stuff, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, we also have a website, bombsawayshow.com. Com. It'll yep. take you to our feed for our episodes, which is actually kind of an easy way to find all of our episodes because you can search it pretty easily and see what we've done. Start memorizing it, guys. That website's common. Common is better than coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I do is come. When I'm on stage and I'm pumping, I'm coming. Yeah, the website is coming. It's like coming all day, coming all day all along. <laughs> that was a worse impression than Hillary I'm Duff. I'm so tired. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, a brand new month coming right down the the pike as it does every month yeah (laughs) we got march coming up you guys and you know what's in march oh shit oh shit st patrick's day Day. and we're finally on a good leprechaun no so no we're not yeah this is a good one it was a fun one uh i wouldn't be on the show if it was no i mean it's a good as in it's fun not like the last two were shitty but no clint howard that first one is hell shit so second like sorry jennifer aniston you know what i had a good time with you on that one though do you want to know a secret? What? I've held it for a year. What? I think I'll tell you. <laughs> Is it Ben Vicente? No, Lepre- <laughs> Leprechaun 2. Uh-huh. I didn't watch the movie. What? <laughs> I just watched a wrap-up video on YouTube. What the fuck is wrong with you? But that's one of my favorite episodes. Because <laughs> I was just waiting for you guys to lead with the plot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does this. And I didn't know if I was right, but I was right. I hate you. Because <laughs> I feel like you might have always done this to me now. No, I've watched every movie since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, join us for uh, Space Jam. Join yep. us for uh, next week's Shorties, where we're going to tell you about what's going on in March. It's a cool month. I mean, we just did, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. I'm Tyler. I'm Jonathan. And... Yo, you want to see my mixtape? been a production of big bulb entertainment executive produced by jonathan young for more media and information visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com big bulb what's your bright idea yeah.